Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. Listen again for the Word of the Lord from the Gospel of John in the seventh chapter. Glory, oh, sorry, I'll just start reading it. (laughs) On the last day of the most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and he shouted, all who are thirsty should come to me. All who believe should drink. As the scripture said concerning me, rivers of living water will flow out from within him. Jesus said this concerning the Spirit. Those who believed in him would soon receive the Spirit, but they hadn't experienced the Spirit yet, since Jesus hadn't yet been glorified. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So today we are celebrating the conclusion of the Easter season with the great feast of the Pentecost. Bless you. We share this holiday with our Jewish siblings who call it the Feast of Weeks or Shavuot. It traditionally was celebrated in Israel uh, at the time of the wheat harvest, and it is directly linked to the celebration of the Passover. Penta is Greek for 50. So Pentecost is 50 days from Passover. So Pentecost is incidentally roughly 50 days from Easter, or this year, 49 days. Usually falls pretty close to the celebration, the national holiday of Memorial Day, where we remember service members who have died in service to the nation. It also unofficially marks the start of summer. So interwoven are the celebrations of our faiths, of the seasons, of our national and religious identity. And so the holy life of Jesus is mingled with this human life stuff and customs. And for Christians, Pentecost is the celebration of the Holy Spirit's gifting the disciples with the power of fiery speech the words that they would use to share the gospel, words that led to the creation of the Christian church, words that led directly from then to now, to the very existence of this right here, this gathering of disciples to worship and to pray and to praise and to serve. Just think about that. 
that if it were not for that day in Jerusalem, for those disciples, for their words, we would not be here today. There's a direct line, and that line is the Holy Spirit. So I think that we could think of Pentecost as a a sort of memorial day, memorial day for those first disciples. And the Christian tradition tells us that most of those disciples who were gathered there that day probably ended up dying in the service to their faith, doing their part to make sure that we would enjoy this gift, the gift of the church. And so for many throughout these past centuries, the the hope given by the church, the the message of of Jesus found uniquely here, it's it's this that saved them. And it's, it's because of what those disciples did that we have this today. But the Pentecost isn't only a memorial day, something that memorializes something that happened a long time ago. Pentecost is a celebration that what began then by the power of the Holy Spirit is still going on here today. In ancient Israel, they were celebrating the harvest of wheat. So Pentecost is a celebration of harvest, of of God, of thanksgiving for God, giving them what they needed to live. Pentecost is a celebration of Thanksgiving for the harvest. And now for Christians, Pentecost is tied to Easter, to the resurrection of Jesus, to the fact that we have eternal salvation from God. The Pentecost for us is, is, means that we have been given what we need to live now and for eternity. Pentecost is a celebration of salvation. And Pentecost is celebrating the outpouring of the power of God on the disciples. Power from heaven, enabling them to carry on God's mission of sharing the good news. So we can think of Pentecost, maybe, not only as a memorial day, but as a Thanksgiving day. We celebrate with Thanksgiving that God continues to provide what we need to live, and not just live, but also to serve. Because Pentecost is a celebration of God's provision, of God's salvation, and God's mission. We have what we need. We have the promise of a future that is pure love. And we have a reason for being, a purpose for our lives. So friends, we do have a great deal to be thankful for, to celebrate. One of the reasons that these kinds of holidays are important is that they, they, they force us to remember something. Remember the harvest, so that, that when the time comes and grain may be getting low, or maybe when the pantry is a little bare, or the bank account a little empty, maybe a little overdrawn, we can remember that God has provided in the past And there will be a harvest again. We need reminders. 
We need reminders that in the early 20th century, when our nation was in a Great Depression, when it was plagued with racism, the nation was able to pull together to sacrifice, and many people gave of their lives with great courage. We need reminders. We need reminders so that we can know that today, that that kind of spirit is still within us. And we look at the state of our politics, when we look at division, there is a spirit of unity that is still living within us. So we need Memorial Days, not just to honor the past, but to encourage us, empower us for today. We need reminders sometimes to be thankful, reminders to not worry so much, reminders that the Spirit of God is at work in the world, and that power of the Spirit is in you. Let me, let me see your flames. Let, 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 me, let me hear you say it to somebody else now, that the power of the Spirit is in you. We need reminders. We just needed reminders from the time the kids said it to now. The power of the Spirit is alive and at work in you. Yes. Because we can forget it. We can forget it. Can't we forget it? We can forget it without these kinds of reminders. We can forget it. The disciples kept forgetting it. After Jesus was crucified, they forgot that he said through his time with them that he had power over death and that he would rise again. They forgot it. And so after he died, they huddled together in fear and locked themselves in a dark room. And he had to come and pull them out of that dark room, out of their fear that they had locked themselves in. And then when he ascended into heaven... He told them that he would send his spirit. And again, they were huddled together on that day of Pentecost when the spirit found them again, huddled together and lit their hearts on fire. And the spirit keeps coming to us to remind us, to encourage us, to empower us. Power of the Spirit is within you. God so longs for us to have lives that are less divided, that are less anxious, less burdened, more trusting, less striving, more at peace. But St. Augustine said long ago that our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. Jesus saw the way we are prone to become worrisome. He dealt with disciples who tried to manage him out of their own fears. At one point, the point that just before the gospel that we read, Jesus was in Jerusalem for this great festival, or he was about to go into Jerusalem for this great festival, and there was so much bickering around him. Some of his disciples wanted him to go into that city and do some amazing work so the whole, everyone could see how powerful he was. They'd be so impressed with him. They were trying to manage him and force him in that direction because he could be bigger. Bigger. 
He wouldn't go. He wouldn't do it. Then there were others who were trying to kill him, trying to catch him, trying to keep him from doing so much. You got to hold back. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't talk like that. You shouldn't do those things. Swirling all around Jesus were these bickering disciples. There was all this division, all this stress, all this worry around him. He saw it for what it was. Augustine said, restless hearts. Jesus saw it was thirsty hearts. They were thirsting for something that always seemed just out of reach. Their thirst was never quenched. They were never really satisfied. Now, if I'm not careful, I can get to that place very quickly. The place where I'm, I'm worrying, where I'm trying to control what I cannot. Like right now, for example, this happens almost every moment of every day. If I stop to, to really think about it, I can get to this very place. Because right now I am waiting on a call from someone somewhere who represents the Navy to tell me and my family where we are going to go in the world. This person will say, you're going to go to Japan. Or this person will say, you're going to go to Washington, D.C. Or this person will say, you are going to go to San Diego. I don't know. Will it be July? Will it be August? Will it be October? Will it be the Navy or the Coast Guard or the Marines? Will I live on a base for three years? Or will I be out to sea for six months? And what about my family? Will we live in a house, on a base, in an apartment, in a foreign city? So if I let it, these questions can completely overwhelm me. But I know two things. That I cannot do anything about any of it. I have no control. I know that with certainty. The second thing I know with absolute certainty is that God is in control. And Pentecost reminds me of a third thing, an absolutely true thing that I must remember. And it is that the power of the Spirit is within me. Therefore, whatever happens, I can be certain that God will be present and active. I know these three things. I have no control. But God has control, and the power of the Spirit is within me. The world that swirled around Jesus was full of worry. People were thirsty for control that they would never have. Some were making demands of Jesus. Some were trying to catch and kill him, pushing, pulling, hovering, wringing their hands, shaking their fists. And that's when he stood up. And that's when he shouted at them. It says he, he, he cried out over them. All of you that are thirsty, come to me. All who are thirsty should recognize how restless we are, how thirsty we are. And then he shouted, so all of you that believe in me, 
should drink. Should drink. Because God so longs for us to be at peace within ourselves and with each other and to recognize where our restless and our thirst is driving our lives and also recognize that within us there is already power. The power that we are seeking from everywhere else but the spirit within us. The power of Jesus' Holy Spirit was poured out on all people. If you are thirsty, go to him. You will find him. If you are thirsty, from him you will be relieved. You don't have to go far because the Pentecost reminds us that the source is within you. Jesus said, from his womb into our very thirsty being throws flows rivers of living waters. There was a Samaritan woman, you may remember. She kept coming to a well to draw water. One day she found Jesus sitting there. He saw that thirst that was within her that was not satisfied by the water out of that old well. He told her, if you keep looking in the same old place to be satisfied, you're going to keep being thirsty. But he, he said, if she looked to him, he said, I will give you water that will be a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Beloved, it's Pentecost. And so we remember that he's given us that water. And it is the very Holy Spirit. It is flowing between us and Jesus, among us and Christ. The source of this Spirit is a well that flows from the very womb of Jesus. Hear his voice. He is standing among us, crying out to us, all who are thirsty, come to me. All who believe should drink. And that power is within you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.